Hi, beautiful. This is Amy, and I want to take just a brief moment to share with you an awesome upcoming opportunity. I'm joining 20 other international top experts, visionaries, authors, coaches, and healers to bring to you a seven day virtual summit. It's free, it's amazing, it's full of information, inspiration, support, and gifts. And I'm excited to share with you my chakra class. So this will be two-month access to my online chakra course where we talk about all the ins and outs of the chakra system and how it can support you. This is free and the week will begin on August 17th running through August 23rd. So you can visit amysakarski.com or spiritschoolonline.com and register so that you don't miss out on any of the gifts and opportunities. I look forward to sharing it with you and hope you enjoy this next episode of the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast, where we speak about all things related to spirituality, soul level healing, intuitive guidance, frequencies, and much more. I'm Amy Sikarski, licensed vocational nurse, past life hypnotherapist, master intuitive energy healer, and a clairvoyant physical channel. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Spirit School Online, where we offer courses in energy therapy, free guided meditations, courses and information around learning to connect in with your spirit guides, and much more. You can find me at amysakarski.com and offerings at spiritschoolonline.com. In today's episode, Tayana Roser will be joining us, and I'm so excited. Tayana is certified in a number of transformational practices, including Reiki, hypnosis, life between life regressions, quantum healing hypnosis technique soul plan reading, and soul transformation therapy. Her soul's journey is to empower people through awakening consciousness. She uses tools and processes to help people experience their true self, the source of real healing and growth. As a traveler of the inner and outer worlds, Tayana is passionate about exploring beyond the confines of everyday existence. To learn more about Tayana Roser, her community events, services, and book, please visit awakeningtransformation.com. Hi everyone, I'm Amy Sikarski and welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. I'm really excited to have a amazing guest here with us today, Tayana Roser. And we've actually been speaking and it's like, oh my gosh, hurry, we need to put, <laughs> we need to hit record. So the energy is already flowing and we're so amped up and happy to share many aspects of our spiritual journey with you. Some intriguing information I know Tayana is going to be bringing through some really beautiful deep soul healing insights. 
And our intention is to bring joy and laughter to life and spirituality and those healing moments where sometimes it can feel really heavy. So we're definitely not discounting the contrasting energies that are the catalysts to get us here, but I feel like today is going to be an incredible episode. So welcome and thanks for joining and thank you for being here, Tayana. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I always love talking to you. We, we could talk forever. <laughs> right, absolutely. And so for our listeners that might not know, we met quite a few years ago when I lived in San Antonio and Tayana was my first regressionist from one of my very first past life sessions, hypnosis sessions. And later we connected, I reached out to you and took your Reiki training classes for the teacher level. So we have a beautiful past and experience and it's so nice to reconnect. I've heard so many of the amazing experiences that you're sharing with others and the groups that you have. And that kind of leads us into one of your latest and newest upcoming opportunities. So I'd love for you to share with everyone kind of what you've been up to and this new experience that's being, let's say, birthed. <laughs> it's coming forward. Yeah, so this has happened really um, very recently. Uh, what happened is like in the last couple months, I've been feeling so much energy. And back in, in 2015, my Kundalini activated. And since then, um, there are some like major kind of waves of like really big energy sometimes, especially initially, there was like some major clearing, which kind of created this dark night of the soul. If anybody's familiar with Kundalini, it, it goes and it starts to activate and awaken through um, your chakra system and clear stuff out. And so there's kind of this really dark period where you clear a lot of karma and then there's a lot of activation as well and so the early part of this year um kundalini started to really activate again and i was like wow what's going on and i was finding that um when i meditate or when i guide because i'm a hypnotherapist when i guide clients into hypnosis or i'm also energy healer right so when i'm doing energy my body would just was starting to like do this thing where it was like swaying and I was feeling this energy kind of like the Kundalini, like sort of snake-like movements started to feel, and this was happening every single time. And also feeling this sort of weight or heaviness in my third eye. Um, and I was like, what's going on? Well, I'm just going to let this energy move through me. So I've been doing that. Um, and then I started to feel kind of like, like, that presence behind my eyes, I guess, is the best way um, when I meditate and I'm, I'm working on another book. And when I'm working on that, um, I don't know, I started to feel this presence. I'm like, what is, what is going on? Okay, well, I'll just, you know, let it be. Uh, and then one night I was contacted by an ascended master named Serapis Bay, uh, who I didn't really know that much about. Um, I have these Oracle cards called the keepers of the light. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the, you know, so it's all these different high level beings and, you know, you can pull a card each day and see, get a message. And so I'd seen the name before there, but that was about all I knew. He works um, with particular frequency. There are these frequencies called the seven rays they are different qualities of divine will energy. And he works on the fourth ray, which is uh, called uh, harmony through conflict. Mm -hmm. And um, it's ascension ray, you know, and ascension is kind of 
I'm sure you and all your listeners know, <laughs> yeah. this is a shift that we're going in through, you know, in from a higher, from lower to higher vibration, and we're anchoring those energies on the planet. So anyway, he started to come in and tell me that uh, I'm, I'm supposed to work on the fourth ray right now and to help um we're needing this fourth rate, particularly on the planet right now, um, harmony through conflict, because you can see all the polarization and all of the um, opposing sides, you know, right versus wrong and self-righteousness. And um, this is creating this division and, and ascension is about moving into, you know, fifth dimension and higher, which is going to be unity consciousness. And right now we're in the 3D illusion of separation. And so so anyway, so so I accepted that. Okay, I'm happy to work. I didn't really know that much about the rays, but uh, I didn't realize I had been. Um, there's this uh, author named Sinea Roman, and she channels this high being named Oren. And I've been working with their programs, um, read all of their books, um, and uh, they have a number of meditation series and things like this. And I've always really loved their energy. It's very heart-centered, which has always been my path, is the heart path, and um, just really beautiful energy. And when I moved to Austin back in 2008, so 14 years ago, I had started a meditation group, um, a monthly meditation group, and we would listen to this one series um, from Sinead Roman and Oren called uh, Transforming with Divine Will. And um, it was very popular and people loved it, but my partner at the time didn't really want people coming into our place anymore. And I kind of stopped doing it. And then, yeah, recently I just felt drawn to go back to that. It'd been years because I had it on cassette tape. That's how long ago it was, (laughs) but they offered where you could buy it again on, you know, you could download it um, for a reduced price if you had bought it before. And so I was like, oh, I want to do that. And so I, so it's, it's interesting because spirit will come to you and like just kind of these inner feeling, inner knowing. So while that was happening and this Serapist Bay visited, I didn't even know, I didn't even realize at the time that they were connected because as I went back and started to, um, listen to the transforming with divine will, I realized that the seven qualities of divine will are the same thing as the seven rays. You know, so uh, Serapis Bay had asked me to form a, a study group uh, working with these energies. And so we're going to be using this series, Transforming with Divine Will. And it's really nice because um, Sunea Roman and Oren, they're, they're so generous because they really let people use their materials if they're, you know, using it for the, the greater good. And um, so they have all this material about how to present it and share it and so forth. And so really just kind of follow that. Um, what I was told um, from Serapis Bay and a few other Ascended Masters that have been coming through to me was that, um, yeah, so just so this is group work. It's it's even when you do it on your own, like if you had purchased this um, material from Sinead Roman Oren, they always have you connect with all the other beings on the planet that are working, you know, we're working together in the yeah. unseen realms because these vibrations are so big that um, so high that we can't 
assimilate it on our own. We need the, the group and so that we can all sort of anchor this energy. And so, um, so yeah, so I've just been pushed to set up this group. Um, it's free. I will be, it's going to be 90 minutes and um, I will kind of introduce information about that particular quality of will. We will listen to the meditations together and that group energy will be um, embodying and anchoring that energy within us. And so it's, it's really practical and beneficial for our personal life to bring these high vibrational energies in, but we're also doing it collectively for the planet and, and for creating the new earth. And so, yeah, I'm really excited about it. It wasn't something that was even on my radar. I've always got a million projects, you know, I've, we've got a podcast and we've got a, a meetup group in Austin and I've got my practice and I'm writing another book and it's like, oh, okay, one more thing, but, <laughs> but I know how important it is. And anytime these higher beings come through and, and ask us to do something that's for the greater good, you know, we need to step in, in service. And so, so I'm excited for that. I am too. I am. And the timing of it on every level. I mean, there's so many perspectives and aspects to say related to the timing of it, but even the fact that it came through right before, <laughs> you know, pretty much right before our conversation today. And so when you're sharing it, I just, I'm just curious, is it going to be available online for those that are not in Austin or will this be an in-person meetup group? It's yeah, it's um, via Zoom. So okay. anyone who <laughs> um, has internet access and wants to join, yeah, there's links. And so if you go to my website, awakeningtransformation.com, I already put it up. Yeah, I got very um, encouraged. I was gonna say push, but that doesn't sound good. <laughs> very, they encouraged me. They really wanted me to have it up today. I, I feel like I'm supposed yeah. to share it first on your podcast because. Um, they really wanted me to have it up today. And so I did it right before. Um, so it's all up there. So if, if people go to my website and you go to um, classes, events, you'll see it there and you can click on there and sign up for it. And it'll um, email you the Zoom links and the dates and everything. Uh, so so yeah, wow. anybody, anybody who has the desire uh, to connect to these energies um, can come. I am so looking forward to this. When you first mentioned it, before we hit record, I'm like, oh, we need to hit record. But <laughs> I just got chills. I could feel how magnificent and important, supportive and powerful this coming together in a space with intention to anchor the light. It's really going to be. And the timing for what's needed on earth right now, absolutely. It makes sense that he'd come through and kind of like, I always feel like they're knocking or tapping like, hello, have a little message. And then are you listening? You know, just gets a little bit more encouraging if you want to call it encouraging. <laughs> and you're like, okay, yes. And, and so this is so beautiful because you have a really strong history of working with people with the public and individual and community and i feel like they recognize okay tiana is this beautiful light worker she can communicate with spirit and at a soul level there must have been some agreement that you were like okay although in my humanness in my what i have on my schedule i have five projects going on and it's like this takes precedence right now so <laughs> and you go with it, you lead with your heart and you, you'll be supported. And I know that the community that will be coming together with this are all going to be like minds and hearts. And I think that's one thing that many, at least I, I know, many people that I've been speaking with lately kind of say they feel a little bit alone 
if they if you want to use the term as a light worker somebody who's into the understandings that we you know function with all of everything that the podcast is about they feel a little bit alone that maybe their friends and their family those local in their community don't quite get the lingo and the vibration so this will be so beautiful also for a sense of community so like you were saying help you individually and then help the collective and feel that support yeah so much of my path had been solo i've been a lone wolf initially like when i first awakened spiritually um you know and i was in my early 20s and there really wasn't anyone like me and my you know my friends weren't interested in this and and i had moved from Hawaii to Boston, and there were different kinds of groups. And I joined a bunch of different groups trying to kind of find my tribe. And, it, you know, and this was years ago. And so um, uh, it, now it, things have really shifted, even like in the last decade, as far as how much more mainstream and popularized, which is great, making mm-hmm. it much more easy. But this was kind of pre internet being a real big thing. Anyway, like, um, Yes, I just kept going to these groups and, and there was lovely people, but they were just in a totally different stage of their life. It was mostly kind of retired, silver haired people and they were just different from me. And, and I, I liked them, but I never felt like, oh, these people are my tribe. And so after kind of doing that for a while and um, and, and there's a lot in between that, you know, <laughs> you read my book, there's like, oh, yes. And China was part of this organization that was kind of a cult, but, you know, like there's lots of things. There's, a, and, and there's so much in the story. But anyway, um, so then I was just kind of on my, you know, I decided to just kind of be on my own for a while and do that because I didn't feel like I had these like-minded people. And I got real comfortable in that. But then, yeah, spirit pushes you. Spirit was pushing me to put myself out there more, to find and create community. And so really, you know, in the last, I don't know, five, seven years or so, I've put my energy that way a lot. And, and also to what you're saying, um, a couple of things. Uh, one is, uh, oh my gosh, I totally forgot what I was Too many ideas and things coming in uh, at the same time. But one of the things actually is that um, in the message when Serapis Bay was coming through, he was saying that there are a lot of light workers on the planet right now that don't know, they're a little bit lost as far mm-hmm. as how to serve. And this is going to give them an opportunity. You know, serving is um, just anchoring and embodying these frequencies and we can do it as in a group level. So, so it doesn't mean that everybody has to quit their job and, you know, do what you and I do. Um, you know, somebody might be working in the corporate world or, you know, working minimum wage and at the grocery store or whatever, and they're still a light worker. And yeah. there's still, if we are um, accessing these higher vibrations and embodying it, we're bringing that energy everywhere we go. We're also just anchoring in the planet and any inner work that we do any spiritual work that we do even privately and nobody ever has to know about it is helping the collective is helping the planet we're creating these pathways for um we're shifting the energy making it easier um for for everyone and so so uh yes it's just an opportunity for people to connect with other like-minded people because we will have you know sharing and discussion after we do the meditation part but also it's an opportunity if you don't know you really want to help create this new way of being you know on the planet that's not strife and it's not 
ego driven and it is, you know, love and cooperation and peace and goodwill. This is, you know, one way that's, I I guess, relatively simple, right? Right. Um, In a way it's simple. It's simple to show up and to talk to people and to receive these energies. What's not simple is then to let it process through your life. Cause as you bring in higher vibrations, it is going to kind of clear out some of the lower stuff. Just like I was saying, um, you know, maybe not as, abruptly as my kundalini activation, but we're all going through this, you know, where this is why things are so crazy on the planet right now. We're going through a big, you know, energetic detox, or some people say ego death or whatever you want to say. It's an awakening um, where our lower stuff needs to come up and we need to heal and transform it. And this is a way to transmute those energies with a higher vibration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love how you explain that. You show up and you might say, this is kind of easy, and it really is. But then just being open to the transformation that will occur. And that's the beautiful part. Yeah, it can be a little heavy at times as you're clearing and healing, but think about on the other side, you know, you're going to feel so more present and embodied, full of light online with your, I call it like your frequency. So then that will help you step into your soul light path. And as you were sharing, I kept getting flashes of like things that I was responding to. And I recognized I was looking at everything from a higher perspective, like a soul level. And then I laughed to myself. I thought, well, of course, I'm talking to Tayana here. And <laughs> of course, all the conversation would flow in that way where I would automatically go um, from these perspectives. And so when you're sharing about the aspect of light working in all these different communities and you know the the lifestyle or where we are as a human in this life that's what got me thinking to it like yes you can be working at a grocery store or a ceo of a corporation it doesn't really matter that's just one facet and aspect of this experience but beyond that your soul light is here at this important time for a very important reason and i think it's like we all say okay well i'm gonna sign up put me here put me there and we just sprinkle the earth So that's leading me into the past life healing work that you do. And moreover, it's more like um, I'm really intrigued in the soul, the life between the life work that you do. So if you could share with our audience, share with our listeners, what got you into the Newton School of Past Life Regression work? And a little bit about that. Any insights that come through? I just find it fascinating. This is something that was like one of our initial connections. You know, I really resonate with looking at life from a different perspective. And when we can, it brings in, I think for me, a little bit more support and peace. Like, okay, we're embodying it now. And it's one way to access it. Yeah, absolutely. I love, 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 love doing spiritual regression. And, um, you know, so past life regression, life between lives, and um, also do quantum healing hypnosis technique, which is Dolores Cannon's technique. Um, All of it is super fun and exciting. You never know what is going to come up. And and I love that. So it's never going to be you know, a dull job. (laughs) And um, yeah, actually, what started me even yeah, just doing all of this kind of work was Michael Newton's book, Journey of Souls. And it's a, a great classic book. If no one's, if some, there's anyone that hasn't read it, I really recommend that one and his other book, um, Destiny of Souls. They're those kind of books that you read and it just, 
hits you and you're like, yes, this is true. I, that's, that's how I felt. That's how a lot yeah. of people, when I, when I talk to them, feel like, oh yeah, there was something that's like, yes, this is so true. It's what I've felt and known. Um, but now here's like thousands of case studies that sort of uh, prove it. Um, yeah. So I was not raised in a spiritual uh, tradition. And uh, so I was an atheist. And um, then after I started working in the corporate world, uh, right after college, and I thought I wanted to be this corporate businesswoman. And then I just totally, I got what I wanted. And it wasn't what I wanted, because I wasn't connected to my authentic self. I was just, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to that. We don't know who we are. That's why I think it's so crazy that we're supposed to like decide you know, in college what we want to do for the rest of our life. We don't know who we are at that age. Who knows who they are? You know, it takes yeah. years of, of, of figuring that out. Anyway, um, so uh, that combined with um, some other experiences of um, during college, I was working at this sort of after hours club as a waitress and I got into the rave scene and now I can understand what it was that was so intriguing. It was this like whole, you know, the subculture, right? This whole other world that you go yeah. into where everyone can be, you know, unique and different and nobody's judging them. And yeah, I did MDMA or ecstasy and that um, was, I guess used to be sometimes called empathy and it really kind of, mm-hmm. it's very heart centered. It's where you uh, see everyone and you feel very connected to them. You feel connected to everything. You feel connected to music and a plant and everything. You feel the oneness. And so there was sort of a triggering, a remembrance. It activated a remembrance of this is the way it's supposed to be. Everything is connected. Um, we're not all separate. And uh, and we can all be different. And so there was something about that whole rave scene <laughs> ecstasy experience that awakened me. And uh, so that combined with sort of the realization of like, oh my gosh, what I thought that I wanted to be for the rest of my life is not it. It sort of pushed me onto this self-discovery journey. And uh, I started, there's a whole lot of story behind that, but like I started, I started meditating. Yeah, you read my book, it's called Awakening Transformation, where I kind of tell the whole story because there's kind of a lot in there, but basically how I connected to my spirit guides first and they were the ones um, I connected to them through the Ouija board, which I'm not necessarily record. That was the path I took because I had read this book, um, the Seth books, and that's how she had connected mm. to Seth. And I was like, okay, well, that's how you do it. Let me try it. And it worked. But uh, but they they told me that I needed to learn how to meditate. I started meditating, which was really hard at first for me, at least. I was very much in my left brain and was always mm. going. And to just kind of learn how to quiet my mind, it took me like 45 minutes to an hour of just kind of listening to a guided meditation to finally sort of get in a quiet state. Mm-hmm. And then something magical would happen. And so once I kind of had that shift, I just always wanted to meditate and I would meditate for three or four hours at a time. So that first hour was just quieting my mind. And then all sorts of crazy stuff started happening. And one of the things actually was that I, there was a period of time where I just started going into past lives after I had settled in just, boom, I'd find myself in a past life. And I really didn't know if I believed in past lives at that point, but it was just happening to me. I kept going Uh into past lives and, or I would be out of body and I'd be floating above my body. Um, 
and I was feeling energy. And so all of these crazy things were happening. And I just felt this really massive urge to uh, understand what was happening to me, started reading all these books. And this is, you know, before YouTube and all of that. So it's really just (laughs) reading books. That's what she did. And so Journey of Souls was one of the books that I read really early on. And it just so resonated with me. And I was thinking, oh, this guy has the coolest job. I can't imagine just, you know, being able to spend your whole day going on, you know, a tour of spirit world uh, and learning about someone's soul evolution. I really strongly remember um, having that thought and not ever thinking like, oh, that could be me because um, that's, that's the cool thing about uh, the spiritual journey is when we're ready, it'll be made known to us. And so a lot of things are already there. It's like you said, you know, before we come into incarnation, we've set certain things up and there are certain cues and there are souls, other people or other things that will happen to sort of activate our remembrance. And if we don't get it this time, it'll pop again here. And if we still aren't getting it, it'll happen in here. And that's happened to me so many times with so many things. And the book is one of them. I've been told for years and years and I kept being told, I mean, I say being told, I mean, like by like psychic intuitives or some kind of, you know, Akashic records reader or my own guides. And then I would try and then I'd be like, this is too hard or I don't have anything interesting to say. And then I'd stop and then it would, the message would come back around again and again until I finally you know, wrote that first book. And then I see how once you get the ball rolling, oh, okay, now I can do that. And so mm-hmm. actually, this is also true. Going back to Serapis Bay, I so now I'm writing this other book, and I was going back through all I have all these journals from from years and years. Um, I have a lot of channeled messages in there, and I'm gathering them up for this next book. And I came across a, a journal entry um, from 2017. So five years ago, where Serapis Bay had visited me before. And I totally didn't remember. It was so, again, it's so synchronistic, right? Yeah. Because I just been getting messages and then I found it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm sure that was guided just like this Nea Roman thing was guided. Um, so yeah, so he had come in like five years before uh, and I wrote it down. I didn't know who he was. And, um, and I had a hard time. I couldn't really get a clear message from him the first time when he came. And then I just forgot about it. <laughs> that's all these things that will happen. And I'll just forget yeah. about them for years and years. And then it'll come back. And so uh, sort of like that. So, so yeah, my whole spiritual journey has been like that. So I read these books by Michael Newton and I really love them. But, you know, I wasn't ready to do that work. So uh, I w- went about going on my spiritual journey and doing a lot of inner, you know, inner child work and shadow work and working with my chakras and energy healing and all of these things. Um, and then I was running a yoga center and, uh, one of the students came in and told me like, Oh, I'm reading this really good book. It's journey of souls. And I was like, yeah, I need to read that book again. That was a good book. And that time when I read it again, it was so clear in my head, oh, I'm supposed to do this work. It was so strong. And so I just, at the back of the book, you know, has the Newton Institute. So I contacted them. I want to do this training. And they said, you need to be certified as a hypnotherapist and have been practicing for two years and done X amount of past life regression. So I don't remember the number now, but um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go about and do this. And so this is when I was living in California 
And um, which was great because California had some really good uh, hypnosis schools, or I could call it. So in California, I can call it hypnotherapy. And I, I yeah. consider myself a hypnotherapist, but legally in Texas, right. I'm not allowed <laughs> to call myself a hypnotherapist. I have to call myself a hypnotist. You know, it's just one of those silly things. But right. Anyway, um, so I went about, I found a school. Um, I was living in Los Angeles, but the school I really liked, the teacher I really liked was in the Bay Area because I really wanted a school that had enough hours of training, but also had this spiritual part because that's that's the whole reason I was becoming a hypnotherapist. I actually was not that interested in stop smoking or losing weight, (laughs) those kind of things. That's usually the bread and butter of a a hypnotherapist. I just wanted to do it so that I could do life between lives. Um, and so I, but I found this great school called um, uh, HCH and it's in the Bay Area. And so it would be on the weekends and we'd commute the whatever, six hours or whatever wow. hours. Um, but it was so worth it because I wanted to go to this school. And then um, after I went to the school, they had a six month supervised internship, which is also not very common. Um, and so we moved to the Bay Area so that I could do the internship there. Um, yeah. And then I found, you know, so I learned past life progression there and, um, I loved it. I still, it's still probably the thing I do the most. I do a lot of past life regression because a lot more people know about past life regression than necessarily know about life between lives. Quantum healing hypnosis technique is becoming much more popularized Mm -hmm. now too, but still past life regression is probably what I do the most. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it's just, I, I love it. You never know, you know, depending on what spiritual teacher you ask, uh, we've lived hundreds or maybe even thousand lifetimes and, and people who are still thinking in linear time, we're like, how's that possible? Right. Uh, it's, Cause it's not linear, right? It's Everything not. time is all, uh, you know, now. And so we could be experiencing, you know, concurrently lifetimes. And then if you also think of um, parallel lives, like there's the idea that every maybe choice that you make splits off and there's another timeline and another parallel life, then you could see how there could be many lifetimes happening all at once in different Mm -hmm. times and different places. And, you know, it's only for us here in the 3D world that we use time as a way to sort of be able to focus. And so it helps us to think of things in a linear fashion, but it's really more, you know. Hi, beautiful. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. This is just a short reminder that this podcast is brought to you in part by spiritschoolonline.com where you can find certification courses, life-enhancing experiences, and free guided meditations. So pop on over to spiritschoolonline.com and check out all that we have to offer today. And while you're looking at your device, please go ahead and tap those five stars above to help other listeners like yourself find the podcast. all time is now. And so, um, yeah, everything I joke with my clients, um, everyone's had exciting lifetimes, <laughs> boring lifetimes, traumatic lifetimes, you know, we've had, you know, it all and your soul is going to choose which lifetime is helpful for you today. 
And so I don't know ahead of time. I'm like you, I'm pretty much walking in the dark. I don't know what's going to happen either. I have no idea where your soul is going to take us, but I have thousand percent trust because I've been through the process enough time that I know your soul knows what it's doing. Your soul's in charge, not me. I'm here holding the space. I'm, you know, facilitating, but your soul's in charge and I thousand percent trust your soul. And I'm asking you to align with that as well and trust to know that your soul loves you. Your soul is very wise, has known all of your lifetimes and knows which one will be most beneficial to uh, reveal to you today for your highest good for today. It's mm -hmm. not just for curiosity. It's going to bring up something that will help you from today on, whether that's clearing and healing something, whether that's giving you greater insight to who you are, or maybe your relationships with people, or maybe whether it's uh, helping you access skills and abilities that you had in other lifetimes and it's time to activate them. There's so many really cool things that can happen um, in past life regression. And then, so going back to Michael Newton, the life between lives is what happened after we died in our life right before that. And then the time period or the time period, the period, whatever <laughs> the experience between after we died in our last life and uh, before we chose to reincarnate in this lifetime. And so for people who haven't read the books or aren't familiar, <clears throat> basically it can happen in, in different order, but usually people will be connecting with a guide or guides. So there's that component. Um, there might be some clearing or um, reviewing from that life that just completed right before this one. Sometimes mm -hmm. we go into a healing place if that was a difficult lifetime. And then we have our soul group or our soul family or our soul tribe, whatever term you want to use. You know, we're kind of have these like classmates <laughs> that we're all incarnating with together. And, and, and our soul groups uh, oftentimes either have maybe a common core a theme or focus or just maybe level of awareness that that we're at and um so that can be really exciting and wonderful especially if you know again like we're talking about kind of feeling alone or this maybe yeah. sense of loneliness that many of us have on the path for not having others relate um to us on this level uh, connecting with your soul group is like ah oh, that, that feeling of home and being understood and so you know, relaxed and, and seen and, and connecting. Um, there are, there's a council of elders or there are councils of elders, um, high level evolved beings that watch over our whole evolution as a soul. So our many, 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 many lifetimes and kind of watch over the whole evolution. And so we don't always meet with them between every single life. So not every one of my clients goes to the council of elders mm -hmm. in the life between lives, but many do. And um, they're not judging us. And that's one of the beautiful things that, you know, some people are surprised about how much love and acceptance or even playfulness. A lot of times, some of the guides and so forth can be really fun and playful and, you know, kind of tell us not to take ourselves so seriously, but some guides are fairly serious. So it's just different according to our soul and what works for us. Um, but the council of elders can uh, help us to see sort of where we're at on our evolutionary journey and give us some feedback and um, some guidance uh, also, there could be the 
planning stage for this life. You had more than one possibility <laughs> of, you know, yeah. not just Amy, you know, he could have been Andy or I don't know, <laughs> a duel or whatever. <laughs> um, he had different choices of different bodies and, and, and each one kind of offered a different opportunity and, and you chose to be Amy uh, in this lifetime for different reasons, you know, different types of bodies uh, respond to the energies differently. And so, you know, like if maybe if I was wanting to ground a lot of energies, I would have come into like a, a bigger, you know, sturdier body or it's so a lot of times, like I'm very, uh, I think you're probably this way too, you know, so being very sensitive and, and energy affects me a lot and emotions affect me a lot. And there's the pluses and minuses of that. Um, it, being, this being sensitive is, is great for the work that we do and, you know, you channel and I channel um, and that we're, we're able to receive these really refined um, thought uh, impressions and energies um, through being very sensitive, but then we also have to, you know, be aware of, of the, how sensitive we are and really take care of this vehicle because it can be easily affected um, through our practices and so forth. And so, so yeah, so we had different opportunities or, you know, somebody else maybe was working maybe more on the intellectual level and they needed a brain. They needed a really strong left brain where, you know, yeah. I'm like, I'm really more right brain. And that's what I came in, you know? Um, so, so there's that. And then the, the client will bring in questions that they want asked and that questions could get asked to guide or guides council of elders, or even the person in their higher soul state could bring through. Sometimes that's funny because they'll be like, um, ha, 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 that's not an important question. That's not an important question. <laughs> you know, I was like, the person came in thinking like, oh, I really need to know, you yeah. know, this. And so on the personality level, what we might think is really important on the soul level might not think is that important, but certainly my job as the facilitator is to try to get those questions asked uh, if possible. I, I jokingly <laughs> always want to call them jobs. Like, Oh, what is our job on the other side? But it's not, that doesn't sound very fun. It's not, you know, they're not jobs that they're like, um, yeah, what do we like to do? You yeah. know, we're not just, I, I always say like, we're not just like playing the heart. That's not how you play the heart, but <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, we're, you know, how boring would it be? Like, we're all just laying around playing the harp. No, there's different things. You know, some souls are explorers and may go to many different realms and explore. And some are like the researchers and, you know, that hold the kind of the librarian of the Akashic records or some like to create with sound or color and energy. And there's just so many exciting things that's not uh, boring at all uh, and some will be teaching or mentoring other levels of souls and there's lots of different things that we do on the other side and it's really neat to you know I get to be sort of the fly on the wall when my client is uh, describing to me what they're experiencing and I, I really feel um, the energy of it as well whenever mm -hmm. we're doing these kinds of spiritual regressions it's it's cool to because I'm not very I'm not very intervisual so I'm not seeing what they're seeing really but I'm feeling it I feel it all the, the, the vibration and so it's really beautiful sometimes I'm just so in awe that oh this is what I get to do for a living this is how I you know spend my life because I can remember back in in the corporate world or I can remember before then when I was in high school you know working for minimum wage in a yeah. store and how unfulfilling that was for me and it's it's I really 
part of my passion too, is just to want um, everyone to be able to live whatever their soul came in to live and feel like, you know, that our life is, is, is joyful expression of, of whatever our soul wants. And that hopefully this new earth that we're shifting into where we can all be supported doing what we love and spending our time in that joy energy and not feeling, you know, stuck in a system that's not aligned with our highest potential and expression. Right. Oh my goodness. Thank you for sharing. I have so many thoughts. Oh, I'm just taking it all in and it's fascinating. But the one thing that's coming to me is what you just mentioned about the shift. And there is some deep level soul information as far as like memories and wisdom, but also it can be the vibration that you access. So you can find healing. And if you're curious, you can get answers to questions and all of this, but there's that other part about being able to connect in with your light and letting it then, you know, it's like you have this stronger connection. So then you can start to embody it a bit more and a bit more. So especially right now, I think many of us might find different modalities to assist in whatever it is that we're experiencing, but there's a strong benefit to the regression work where you go in with an open heart and intention, your guides are there. Like you mentioned, you're trusting in the soul wisdom and you can walk away or, you know, you can leave that experience having a number of different let's see, like I just see them as vibrations right now. I'm seeing colors and light. I'm seeing codes. So any form of assistance or reassurity that support, but also that enhanced aspect of, okay, wow, I feel really recharged and reset and on my path now. So do you see a lot of transformation? Like, do you, I mean, cause this is a fun part. If it happens, do you get feedback weeks or months later from some of those, you know, that you've assisted and what has that been like for you as a therapist? Yeah, that's the really, really rewarding part is to get that feedback. And it is those kind of words like transformative and life-changing. And even, you know, people sometimes will, I had a client recently that maybe was, I don't know, from five or six years ago, how to pass life regression. And then, um, and then came back again and was telling me how still that, you know, five or six years ago, she's still, there's like layers. And this is what I've seen in my own experiences um, is like, you can understand it at a certain level when you first experience it, mm-hmm. but then in a few years, and this is true for kind of all of our spiritual experiences as well. Right. It's the same as like a reading a book, reading journey of souls, <laughs> you know, 20 years ago, and then reading it again. Um, you can, go deeper into deeper layers of it. And, and so these experiences are like that, where um, it helps you see something very clearly. Cause it, like I said, your soul sort of hand selects, you know, of the hundreds of lifetimes, which one is relevant, most helpful for you now. And so a lot of times we'll see it first on that first level um, of how it makes sense in what maybe issue or what I'm ready to open to. Um, but then over some time, you can then again, see a whole nother piece of it. And so one of the things I really love about it too, is that the client is experiencing it themselves. Mm-hmm. It's not me telling them their past lives, which is valuable too. And I've had people, um, I've had intuitives or teachers that told me about some of my past lives. And then 
years later, <laughs> it, it would come up in a meditation where I experienced it myself and like, oh yeah, I, I, again, I understood it at a certain level of how it fit into a bigger picture when they told me about it. But then when I experienced it myself, I understood it at a whole, you know, deeper level. Um, but even, you know, even sometimes some of the, sometimes people go to past life that sounds really simple and, um, and yet it was so powerful for them, one, just to have a perspective of a, a, just a different worldview perspective, right? Because yeah. we can only, you know, I, I'm only in this body this lifetime. And, and so, you know, I have my childhood and that was my childhood and, and that's going to be a certain kind of perspective. And um, so I, I won't have this other perspective from, you know, a different part of the world or mm -hmm. a different time or, you know, different socioeconomic status or different kind of parents or whatever. And so when we go into these other lifetimes and we just get to have a totally different perspective, uh, yeah, it just, it sort of awakens you, but also it sort of, um, yeah, so it gives you like a lots of compassion, empathy from these for these other perspectives that you might not have been able to understand before, because you know, you have to walk in those shoes to understand it. But also it sort of um, puts you in that higher self, because because you're realizing like, oh, this is just, a, this is an outfit I'm wearing. In right. this you know, this is a meat <laughs> suit that they said, right? And, so, yeah. and, and you realize like, oh, and that can easily change. And so, you know, we get really identified with um, this body and this life and this experience. And, um, and we can feel weighted from it. It can feel heavy. It's like I'm trapped in this suit, right? <laughs> um, and so to be able to step in a totally different one and have a totally, like suddenly we realize like, okay, this isn't forever. This is temporary. I need to appreciate it while I have it. And, and this is one of the things I really love about being the practitioner is that I get to kind of be there with somebody like I, I might do a few in I might do three in in a day and have you know three very different life experiences and very different worldviews and very different perspectives and um and then it's constantly reminding me you know just of the bigger picture that we're all of these things and, mm -hmm. and really so um yeah people I think a lot of times are freed in a certain way from the limitations that they might've felt, you know, in this body or in this life and, and really identified with, mm -hmm. and also um, uh, shifted into their more of their soul perspective and energy and um, uh, have a lot more empathy and compassion for other perspectives. And uh, a lot of times too, some people come and they think that they're coming just out of curiosity. And, and, and this is just kind of, uh, and, and it can be like the first time that they experience, I have a number recently, I've had a number of people like this. And I was, when they come in and they tell me like, yeah, I don't really know why I, I booked this session. And, um, and no, I've never really, I don't, I've tried meditating, but I'm not really a meditator. It's kind of hard. And no, I've never connected to my guides and my soul. And I'm thinking like, mm, I wonder how this is going to go. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good pre-talk. You know, you may or may not go into a past life on the first try, you know, but always 
the session will be for your highest good mm -hmm. and um, so forth. But surprisingly, yeah, a lot of people uh, that, you know, maybe weren't necessarily all that focused spiritually. A lot of times this, their soul is just pushes them to do the session. And then it just opens the doors to this, you know, whole perspective of many lifetimes and, and being a soul. And so uh, it's really, really exciting stuff. Every single time I never, yeah, I love just kind of never knowing where it's going to take us. Uh, initially, you know, I think when you first start doing this work, that's sort of terrifying because you're like, yeah. oh, what do I do? But then once you get used to it, it's, it's really the same. It's really taught me a lot. It's the same as my spiritual journey. You know, it's just, um, it's so much about trust it so is. Much about trust and knowing that you're always guided. And so <laughs> once I started to be that kind of practitioner and just give it over to the higher power and know that it's not about me, it's not about me at all. I just, I just have to be in alignment with this bigger force that's happening for this person. It's happening here right now on the planet and we're all playing, you know, our role in it. And so if I can trust that and just, align myself with that through holding a high vibration and a positive intention, um, then it's all going to turn out fine. So, mm -hmm. um, so for me, I've really through all the different things. Uh, and I think Reiki really helped me with this about recognizing just to, to trust and be in the flow and, uh, and know that when you hold the highest intention, you know, the highest good will come, but really just living my whole life that way. And that's part of like, like I said, this, like this divine <laughs> will thing that's happening. I'm like, okay, you know, just, it came at me really kind of quickly and really kind of out of the blue. And I'm like, all right, this is, this is what's being asked of me. This is for the highest collective good. Then I will do what's asked. And so, so when we do that, it's, it's really exciting, actually, if once we get to that trust point and, and so past life regression and spiritual regressions, part of a big part of it is that they are showing us that we're always okay. Look, your, your body got maimed and, and I'm <laughs> laughing, but I'm laughing because yeah. it's true. I mean, because, you know, I think, you know, we're so afraid of what's going to happen to this body. And I'm not saying we should honor this body mm -hmm. and, and take care of it, but it's beautiful to know also that um, when the body's gone, oh, we're actually okay. And we're yeah. always loved. And for people to really plug into that, it, it makes sense. You know, if you're studying things and reading these books and intellectually, it makes sense, but to feel and know that you're always okay and that you're divinely loved and you're so guided and supported. Like once you feel that, that it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, what happens after? <laughs> That's a big question that I sometimes would contemplate on before I started studying past lives and reading the books about when, and you know, in sessions, people expressing, what is it like to leave the body, whether it was a traumatic death or a very peaceful one? And so knowing that the soul is always there to support. And I don't know if you've ever had any experience that would contradict this but in my experience it's like if it was a traumatic death they kind of left the body before so they didn't, they didn't really feel it you know it's like you know you're you're being taken care of you're blessed it's not it's peaceful in a sense yes yeah i think that's such a good point to bring up and even you know tra trauma that i experienced in this life um i 
this was before I was even on a spiritual path. I left my body and only real later realized what, what that was. Cause I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I left my body and I suddenly felt all this peace, even though there was trauma happening to my body at the time. And, uh, now I realize like, oh, that's what happens. And, and even people, you know, that maybe have been a survivor of abuse in this lifetime um, have the same experience where they disassociate. So we can yeah. leave, we separate from our body if, if too much, if trauma is happening there. And so um, that can reassure people that's the same at, at death. If, if there's trauma happening to the body, we, we can leave it. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so we don't have to actually uh, experience that that the pain that people uh, so often uh, people feel a sense of freedom actually leaving their body. And like I said, I can relate from, you know, a a trauma experience in this lifetime where yeah, crazy. Like it didn't make sense to me because I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't even on spiritual path yet, but I suddenly felt all this peace and I just felt like, Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. And um, so when, when our body dies, that's how people feel as well. Or if you ever listen to people who've had near death experiences, it's the same kind of thing. They talk about how much love and how 99% of the time you hear how they didn't want to come back Yeah, and they were told they have to come back and they didn't want to come back because they were just bathed in all of this love and this peace and and then to come back to the body and and somebody said that i don't know who you know first said that but like we have it backwards that being born is the trauma yes. <laughs> and dying is the release and because of, you know we come from the weird like unlimited and then we get you know put in this like limited body and the baby can't even you know be in control of itself yet and doesn't have all of its faculties developed yet and so that is really confusing and traumatic whereas you know when we release our body we get expanded into higher knowing and and greater love and so why you know why wouldn't we enjoy that feeling of realizing like oh i thought that i was this and I'm this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that one thing, I mean, that just came to me that, that whole aspect of the regression work or experience and seeing the moments that you release and you're closing this life and you cross over, but there's so many pieces of information, like, you know, those little thoughts that you've had, maybe you've contemplated on your whole life or like these little, I don't know, I call them little vibrations that are just undercurrents of reality that can be answered or have more information presented to through the past life regressions and the spirit between or the life between life. So those spiritual regression works. So, wow. Thank you so much for sharing with us. And I'm sure everybody's going to want to book a session or like question, you know, if the timing's right. So do you offer remote sessions? Yeah, Yeah, like probably like most people when a pandemic hit, uh, suddenly I was on Zoom. And so (laughs) I do a lot of things. Yeah, so everything, trying to think if there's anything that everything that I offer, you know, whether it's energy healing, or whether it's uh, past life regression, life between lives, QHHT. um, I have other programs as well. Um, Reiki classes, like everything is available on Zoom. As well, so yeah, it's fun to have clients from different places around the world. Yeah, that's yeah. Been fun. Yeah, that is. Yes, it really is. It, it's kind of like, wow, you know, you're in the whole other part of the world and look how we're connected. And I think it even for me grounds in or clicks into the humanness. Like, yeah, there's a lot of light workers here and we're finding each other and we're all in our spaces and locations, yet we can connect 
not just, I mean, I shouldn't say just, but here a lot of us connect in meditation and at the spirit state, but also look, we can connect in the physical aspect too. So I love that you offer these services and we'll put a link below in the show notes for you. So can you um, share with us anything else, like any other new experiences you have? We have your book, which I'm so excited. I love this book. I'm so glad that you <laughs> answered that little call, that nudge to put it out there. And um, it's a magical book. Like you can just feel the energy off of it. And honestly, I'm only halfway through, but I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm loving it. So I started um, reading it a few months ago and had to Oh, flow into some other of my, you know, those responsibilities that pop up, but I'm going to finish it. So the school year's out and my whole family life is transitioning and now I have more open time. And um, you have your book, you have your classes, you have this amazing group and community forming. And so can you share with everybody your website once again? Where sure. They find you? Uh, it's awakeningtransformation.com. Perfect. Yeah. And so I also have, so I have a Facebook group. It's called Austin Spiritual Awakening and we meet in person, um, but we also have a Zoom meetup. So even if, even though it's called Austin Spiritual Awakening, um, if you're not in Austin and you want to meet, you know, we meet once a month, the second Tuesday of the month um, from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time. Uh, if you join the Facebook group, um, I post the link every month we meet up and uh, there's a different topic every month. And we kind of just, it's not, I'm not teaching anything. I'm just basically, you know, creating the space and being the organizer kind of from what, like what you said, where I had so many clients so many times. Um, it's beautiful. My clients, this person I don't know shows up and I get to hear their whole life story. And then we go on this amazing journey spiritually. And I know them as a soul. And they're like, you're the only person that, you know, I can talk to you about this. Mm -hmm. Nobody else in my life gets this. And, and I had so many clients telling me that I'm like, you guys all just need to get together. Like <laughs> yes. there's lots of people like you, you're not, you know, people will tell me something and think like, Oh, they'll say like, I know this sounds crazy. I'm like, nothing sounds crazy. To me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've probably either experienced it myself or definitely my clients have, whatever you have to say, you know, it's not weird. And so, um, so yeah, so the Zoom group, even though it's called Austin Spiritual Awakening, is open, you know, to anybody that has Zoom. So, so that's, you know, a free thing that we do once a month. And like I said, I'm going to start this Divine Will group, and that's another free thing as well. And then also my friend and I have a podcast called Beyond the Illusion that you were a guest on. And yes. so look for Amy's episode uh, on our podcast. Um, so yeah, there's a lot. And then now I'm working on uh, my next book, but might, maybe not till next year. We'll see how now I'm doing this other stuff. So I'll see mm -hmm. when the next book comes up. But yeah. 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 The divine flow. It's like, we have so much and I'm thinking the human time, <laughs> if I could replicate mm -hmm. myself, I could get more done, but, um, that's why we're guided. Yes. Yeah, so Careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> I, I <laughs> <laughs> yes. So thank you so much. If there's any messages or, um, anything that you'd like to leave with the audience today. Uh, well, so thanks for having me. You know, I just really want to encourage everyone to, uh, you know, whatever, like I said, um, you don't have to be um, doing a spiritual business mm -hmm. to uh, be being a light worker. I just want to encourage everybody uh, to connect with others, you know, through things like your podcast and our groups and things like yeah. this. Um, and know that you're not alone and to really follow whatever your passion is. There is a way that whatever you love to do, 
um, you know, to, to not be afraid to put it out in the world, because um, especially if something comes back to you again, um, spirit's really encouraging you. And there's an opportunity, even though it's uncomfortable, like, I, honestly, I, I never wanted to, I don't like to be on video. <laughs> I never wanted to, I didn't have the, before having the podcast, it's like, oh, I don't want to hear my own voice. And, you know, over the years, really putting myself out there, the book and all of these things, um, didn't feel very comfortable with those things before, but each time I do it, it helps me, um, not only does it help me to grow and evolve and to feel more comfortable in my own skin, but yeah, it helps me connect to amazing people. You know, this is how, how we connect. And, um, and, and the more that we connect to our soul tribe, then the easier it is to step into who we really are, our authentic self on the planet, and the easier it is for us to all be anchoring, you know, this higher vibration. So, so I hope everyone will uh, step out of their comfort zone and follow those little soul urgings. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. That is huge. It is huge. And it, like you say, it's transformational. So <laughs> I really appreciate you being on today. It's been such a gift and an honor to reconnect. And I hope our audience is just enjoying and feeling all the love that we both are sharing and letting everybody know, like you, when you mentioned Soul Tribe, I'm feeling that really I am. And I'm so happy that you have this online opportunity. I feel like you'll be getting some more connections with friends from around the world. And it's such a beautiful container, a beautiful space that you've created. Thank you so much. And thanks everybody for tuning in and listening. And again, all of the links will be below. And we'll see you again on the next episode. <laughs>